Hey, good afternoon, y'all. What's up? Welcome to another episode of the Sideline Junkies. You got Brian here. I got Kevin with me. What's going on, K? Nothing much, man. Nothing much. Hey, man. Redskins wrap up. I guess that's what you could call it. Uh, we're going to dive into the, uh, the debacle that was the game Sunday against the Eagles. I mean, the Giants. Uh, I, I, call it, I call it the FedEx Follies. The FedEx Follies. I mean, but we have a whole book of that, so... I mean, unfortunately, but let's dive into it, KG, like we always do, and um, just try to make some type of uh, sense out of what happened and maybe, you know, look at the, the negatives, which were there a lot of, and maybe some positives, uh, which there were a couple things. Um, uh, my problem with Sunday and the skins – with the Giants is is the effort and the the amount of just effort and and just lack of enthusiasm for, for it, it just didn't seem when they were out there that their head wasn't in that they didn't it's like they didn't know that hey we can still we're still in the in the hunt we still can you know play our cards right we might be able to sneak in the playoffs they they came out like a team that had already quit for the year. And this past Sunday, I think it's safe to say, KG, that the Redskins were the worst team in the league that day. Agreed. I agree with you. Now, we were supposed to come yesterday, but I needed another day to digest that L. It just it left a bad taste in my mouth from uh, the, the, the in, 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 inept coaching of one Jay Gruden, uh, the breakdown of the defense, everybody calling for ha-ha Clinton Dix's head. Um, I mean, there's so many things. Josh Johnson being named the starter for the next game. Uh, people throwing the blame on Mark Sanchez. <sighs> Everything was just off and wrong. And see, I didn't understand that. It's it's no type of blame you can put on Mark Sanchez. If you're going to put blame on somebody, you put it on the Redskins and the front office for signing Mark Sanchez because he is and he will always be what he is, and that is a below-average quarterback. And, like, at this point, the type of team he needs, any any one of us can play quarterback with that team. You need a, you need a top-three running game league-wide, and you need a top-five defense. If you have that, anybody can go out there and game manage it with that type of defense and running game, which he had in, in, in New York with the Jets. So really don't want to hear that Mark Sanchez was the, the downfall of the Redskins. He is what he is. He proved it once again on Sunday. So for him to be still on the Redskins roster at this point to back up Josh Johnson is just a shame. Uh, at the least, but um, KG, I, I am very disappointed with the Redskins defense. I feel like that they have completely uh, underachieved, especially with there being no major injuries on that unit. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just trying to figure out like what what went wrong in the last four or five games that now uh, I don't care what their rank is in the league right now. This is a bottom of the league defense right now. This is how they're playing. Um, 
you know, you, you got, you, you know, plays here and there that are being made, but the way that Josh Norman and DJ Swearinger called out the fans four or five games ago, right before the Texans game, uh, after their win versus the Bucks, you would think they would have came out with fire in their belly. No, they didn't. And I said it on Twitter. We did our part to fill FedEx because you called us out as fans. But you've given us a piss poor product. And I'm not happy about 0-4. 0-4. But, you know, it's the fans' fault. No. Swearing just said it a few weeks ago. He said it a couple times this season that they that they're not being prepared correctly. Okay. But now on the flip side, I heard that Jay tried to up practice and make it a little bit more intense, you know, within league guidelines. And the players are crying because they had to be in pads on Wednesday because they just played Monday. Why we got to be in pads on Wednesday? Do you want to win or do you want to cry? I, I And any before anybody says it, myself, BJ, uh, Junie, uh, Delonte, we've all everybody that's a sideline junkie has played sports at some level, and all of us wish that we could have took it to the next level. We wish for that opportunity. These guys have that opportunity, and because they're overpaid millionaires, they don't really care. They don't have that hunger anymore. They don't have that fire and desire. None of it. You can see it in their play. Hey, K- KG, and while we're on that subject, bro, you know what? And, and something I thought of coming into the podcast you know what i'm so tired of and we're getting it here with the redskins and we're getting it here with the wizards i'm tired of piss poor ass play no effort and when the fans are tired of it and get you know call out these players they get offensive and and all of a sudden they're not real fans like it's it's okay let me let me tell y'all something it's okay to root for your team and be critical, okay? You have lifelong Redskins fans. That's 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 like that's it. I can't take it no more. I cannot take it no more. And let me tell you why that's coming up. Let me give you a big stat to why that lifelong Redskins fans that's die hard that were that were, what is that RFK and and watch this team grow, watch this team be champions and be great. The only team. In the last 27 years, without an 11-1 season, there's only one team. KG, it's only one team. Let me repeat that. In the last 27 years, without an 11-plus win season, and that is the Washington Redskins. The, and this is this is before Josh Norman. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is before Jim Zorn. You know, this is before uh, Gibbs 2.0. There has been mediocrity and a level of content with just being okay enough to get people in the stadium to make a little bit of money with this organization for a long time. So when you hear this and you just think of all the bad teams in the league that have been, the Cleveland Browns, they, 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 they come to my Detroit Lions, teams that have went winless for a long period of time, have still had an 11-plus win season. And when you sit back and think of that, when you give your fan base 
you know, nothing to cheer for. Every December has been the same thing. And I hate to, you know, I know everybody's calling, hey, fire Bruce Allen, fire Jay Gruden, you know. But here's the thing. When you fire these guys, how many times do we have, have, have the Redskins went through a firing and rebuilding process? When you fire these people, who are you going to bring in that's going to have a different mindset a different way of building a team that's going to be different from these two guys. You had that man. You had it all set up into place. The same man that turned the San Francisco 49ers into a Super Bowl contender and took them to a Super Bowl. The same man that set up the Seattle Seahawks into a Super Bowl contender and took them to a Super Bowl. Three years is all he needed. He said, give me five at the most, but three years is all he needed to put them in a Super Bowl. And that was Scott McLuhan. When Scott got signed here, he wasn't a consultant, but he made the personnel decisions. They said Bruce will make the money decisions. I said, you know what? They're doing it right. From top to bottom, they're doing it right. And they started getting players. Bruce started getting those cap-friendly, those cap-friendly contracts, but the players are actually coming. Big name. Josh Norman was a big name free agent. He came in. We signed uh, the likes of Junior Gallette, Ricky Jean Francois, uh, Pierre Garçon. Um, 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 shoot, uh, we, we re-signed Pierre Garçon. You, you wind up getting all these players. But once they made this big fiasco about Scott and he wound up leaving town, all those good players left. Nobody wants to come here because the stigma of D.C. is come get your money, but you ain't really got to do nothing. Now tell it, me I'm fine. It, but that, it, it's been that way a long time with um, the Nationals. Yeah. Definitely, definitely with the Wizards and definitely with the Redskins. Let me give you another little tidbit. Um, under Bruce Allen's nine-plus seasons, the Redskins are now 58-85-1. and one. Okay, and like you said, like you just said, all of this included uh, McLuhan, the the Jay Gruden, Jay Gruden being his third coach, uh, the QB situation. He he handled McNabb, he handled uh, the Griffin fiasco and the Cousins fiasco, and did the Alex Smith trade. And now you know the thing is, and it's it's eerily similar. You see the same thing with the Wizards. People that leave the Wizards. Go to other places and do great things, most of them, except Kwame Brown. But you got Brashard Breeland, Kendall Fuller, balling. Balling. You got Kendall Fuller in Kansas City, balling. I think Breeland plays for Green Bay, doesn't he? Yep, he had a pick six uh, Sunday. Balling. And and you sit back and look, and you watching, you're watching this secondary getting cooked. Absolutely cooked. Now, I, I, you know, it's, it's extremely frustrating to watch. And, you know, like I said, my thing is, if you fire Bruce out, if you let go of Jay Gruden, which I think that has to be a move. I think Jay has lost his team. I don't think they want to hear his voice anymore. You know, you got to have a man that when he says we practice him with pads, everybody knows we practice him with pads. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. Not riping, uh, griping and gum- grumbling because you're six and 17. You've lost what five straight, KG? Yeah, five straight games. 
if you had won three, you would still be on top of the NFC East holding your own playoff destiny. And I don't want to hear they lost Alex Smith because Alex Smith is a game manager. Okay. I don't want to hear they lost Colt McCoy because as you see in San Francisco, that they're down to their third quarterback. If you have a good coach that knows how to coach their players up, there's not a problem. Because uh, guess what? San Francisco won their game last week. Yeah. Indeed they did. So I don't want to hear any – these are excuses. You have to have a good enough coach that when, when, when somebody goes down – and now don't get me wrong, I know it's a drop-off in talent and different quarterbacks do different things. But then in certain guys, you can't coach up, like Mark Sanchez. I don't care how good of a guy he is. And he probably, he probably, he's probably a great guy, but he's just not a National Football League quarterback. He's, a, he's just a warm body. That's all he is. And then <laughs> what really pisses me off is you see Josh Johnson come out there. And we will drop the Colin Kaepernick thing. We're not even going to talk about that. But you see Josh Johnson come out there, and you see how effective he could have been in his career with the RPO, okay? Hasn't thrown a pass since 2011. And, and this is the problem a lot with quarterbacks of color. They don't get a chance. You're telling me Josh Johnson couldn't have been running this, the same thing RG3, the same thing Cam Newton does somewhere else? Because just imagine how many sacks he saved himself this past Sunday just with his legs, just with his as athleticism, you know, and and now he's getting a chance, and and he comes in the game. KG Redskins move the ball; they look like a somewhat capable offense. Score sixteen points. So yeah, I mean, with me, it's just like okay, going into next week, um, you're kind of contradicting yourself, saying that, or you said that what cap did what Kaepernick would do wouldn't work for the Redskins and Josh Johnson is doing the same damn thing. So that's a checkmate right there. But here's the thing. Oh, no, no, no. Josh Johnson knows the terminology because like seven or eight years ago, he was under Gruden, so he knows the terminology. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he remembers that from seven, eight years ago. I don't even remember my terminology from seven, eight years ago, so don't give me that. I don't remember my kid's name today. <laughs> I, I have to go through three, sometimes three or four names to get to the name I'm going to. So, uh, 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 you, goddamn you! That's what we at. That's where we at right now with kids. Yeah. Okay, so you know, but it's it's really disheartening to see the effort and it the just the the lack of enthusiasm, the lack of urgency that this team is putting out. And you know, I think as far as injuries, it's like that's an excuse. You have to adjust. The next man up, you have to coach him up, and you have to play to their abilities. If you know they're not good at something, then you have to hide it the best you can. You know what I'm saying? And that's coaching. And Let that's me what this. Mark Sanchez opened that game up very enthusiastic. He was putting balls on the money. They yeah. were dropped. Absolutely. I don't blame. Now, Mark Sanchez looked like he could hold on to this offense, even though it was watered down. He did a damn good job. But he, but KG, why does it need to be watered down if he's he was in the system before he knows the terminology? Well, my, Mark, Mark Mark Sanchez wasn't, but he had uh, Matt Cavanaugh, I believe, was his offensive coach, was one of his coaches in New York, and somebody else, I think Tom Sula. No, not Tom Sula. It was it was another one of the coaches on the staff that worked in New York. But 
he's only three weeks in and you had to water it down a little bit so he can get it. But every every day you got to give him a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And what you did give him, he was making the throws. They were dropping them. Like he, they were hot. Jamison Crowder, Jordan Reed, Josh Doxson. You can't blame Mark Sanchez for that. The two picks he threw were tip picks. He didn't throw them. Oh, let me throw in a double coverage. On the money, off the receiver's hands, intercepted. Yep. Sure enough. I don't blame Mark Sanchez one bit. No, I don't I, blame I, him. I don't either. I, don't either. I, I really don't. Like I said, you knew what you were getting when you pulled him in here. So it's like you really expected him to come out here and lead this team to victory. We already said that if Mark Sanchez was starting the way the defense was playing, this this was an L. This it, it wasn't. We didn't think it would be a a laughable L, but I mean anybody that's watched Mark Sanchez play quarterback, and this is his third team in NFC East he's been to. I just don't understand why these pedestrian quarterbacks keep getting chances. Like something's going to click and change, and I think the insulting part was comparing the Nick Foles situation, what happened in Philadelphia. Those are two quarterbacks on another level. Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. You dare compare them to what's here in Washington is laughable. But the thing with Nick Foles, when he took over as a starter, remember, Doug Peterson was the OC when Nick Foles was the starter. Remember that? Yeah. When he took over as a starter as Doug Peterson as the head coach, Frank Reich is the OC. There wasn't much change. So he was going right back into a familiar offense that he already knew. That's why it was so successful. People got to realize that I've said it for years. And your Buffalo Bills proved it. When you got a starting quarterback that goes down, but your backup comes in and that offense doesn't miss a beat, i.e., Jim Kelly, Frank Wright. When Frank Wright came into that game and you seen that gun go up and they were still calling K-Gun and they were still just as explosive with Jim Kelly on the sideline, that is way the way it's supposed to be played. That's coaching right there. That's Marv Levy as a Hall of Fame coach coaching his backup to come in and do the same thing that the starter would do. You mean just like Kyle Shanahan's doing in uh, San Francisco? Yeah. I mean, how many times has it happened where the starter goes down, the backup comes in the way Doug Peterson did last year? The backup comes in and the offense doesn't miss a beat. Exactly. Exactly. And the thing is, no two players are the same. You might have two players that are similar, but no two players are the same. So you might get a player that maybe has a stronger arm or maybe, you know, his his – his strength is short passing, you know, the, the West Coast style offense. So you got to trim it a little bit to make it fit. You can still run your offense, but you get now you got to do different reads and different things. Okay. But like you said, KG, that's where coaching comes in. That that's where coaching comes in. If you're not, if you don't have a coach that can coach them up and get them ready, you're going to continue to see a team lacking discipline, which the Redskins does. They shoot themselves in the foot weekly with different, <laughs> multiple things. Coaching, time management, 
and and players coming in not ready to play, teams coming in not ready to play, not not ready to go, and, and that, that's coaching, man. It's nothing more than that. But who's out there, KJ? I know the season isn't over, six and seven, still in the in the wild card hunt. Uh, do you? Let me ask you this before we go to coaching. Do you think that Josh Johnson can do enough? Because at this point, you got to win out. There is no tripping. You have to win out. You, If you can win these next two games, the last game at home with Philadelphia is a must win. I know we've been saying that for the last five weeks. Mm-hmm. But if you want to get in, that's a must win here at FedEx. Do you think Josh Johnson can pull it off? I'm going to be totally honest. I'm not going to be a brainwashed fan. No, I don't think he can. Number one, he's he's only been today. No, tomorrow makes a week that he's been in his offense. Tomorrow makes a week. And he has to prepare to win out. No, I don't think he can do it. And, and you know what the problem coming up is? The schedule. The next week, y'all got to go to Jacksonville. They still, they're still a tough defense. They might not be able to. <laughs> to move the ball good enough, but they still got really, really tough defense. And I'll be on the fence with this one. I think that because it's not a lot on Josh Johnson, if you can execute that RPO with Adrian Peterson and Chris Thompson in the backfield, because you have legitimate threats in the backfield that people have to respect. I think if you can just do that and tell Josh, if it's not their running slide, because if Mark Sanchez comes back in the game, it's over. If they can do that, they KG, they might be able to pull it off. Because you got a weak Jaguars team. You got a Titans team. Sometimes they come to play, and sometimes they look like they are just lost. So, you know, is it possible? I think it's possible. You know, the percentage might not be up there where everybody wants it to be. But Josh Johnson has an arm. He has legs. The offensive line won't have, you know, saying he if the play break up, he can extend the play. I think that's really important, especially where you got Jamison Crowder back. Mm-hmm. So he can he can extend the play, and like I said, you still have to respect AP in the backfield, which he's over a thousand yards for the season, and Chris Thompson. So there's a slight chance there, KG. Slight chance. Now, see, the thing is. With him, anything can happen. Junie says it every week, any any given Sunday. So anything can happen. But the Redskins have always looked good against Jacksonville. I remember one year they looked really, really – it was the year that uh, 2015, I believe it was. It was under Jay. We we scored like 40-some points quickly. And everybody was like, oh, we look real good because RG3 had went out, Kirk came in, and the next thing you know we finished like – Six and ten. Yeah. But you can't use Jacksonville as a measuring stick. I don't care what Jacksonville it is. You can't use Jacksonville as a measuring stick. But don't go in here and, you know, let's say we do blow out Jacksonville. Don't go in and think, oh, yeah, we're going to win all the way out. No. You still got to take it one game at a time. And you're going with not even a third-string quarterback. This is a fourth-string quarterback off the trash heap. Come on. The other key is, is that even if Josh Johnson – and I, I always say this. I've been saying this since we started the podcast. The offense and the defense is are linked together by blood. 
if you can control the clock a little bit, give the defense some enthusiasm that they know that they have a chance to win, you know, if you can play the field position game, that is a direct relation to them. Your offense go three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. And it's just going to wear on the defense. Mm-hmm. So they can make, they got to put some drives together. They got to get AP going with Josh Johnson. And what I mean by that, I don't think the offensive line in this current state is just good enough to bull somebody over. You got to get them going one way, go the other way. Just like the, the AP run he had, um, the 90-yard run. You got, And now you got Josh Johnson in the game. You might be able to, to pull a little bit more out of the hat. All right, let's get some trickery going. Let's get them going one way. Let's get them on their heels. Let's get them to start spying somebody on Josh Johnson. And let's go right behind them in the zone with a receiver. You know, right. it's, it's things like that you got to start thinking of and start kind of start, you know, putting in the game plan and, put, and take some pressure off the defense. Absolutely correct. So, um, if the Redskins do fire Jay Gruden, who 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 is your top candidate to take this job? Well, right now, the uh, the only top candidate you got right now is uh, Mike McCarthy. But I heard Mike McCarthy being linked to uh, Cleveland. So, it's a very sexy job. Yes. But now, if he's linked to Cleveland, what does that mean for Greg Williams? Does that mean Greg Williams is out? I would take I Greg think- Williams because Greg Williams is supposed to be the coach here after Gibbs. There was supposed to be no Zorn. You know Greg's not coming back here. Hey, you he know, he, know he, he can make money. I know a lot of these guys that's on this defensive side of the ball, they be gone because Greg Williams can make a top 10 defense using the names of Vernon Fox, Pearson Prelo, uh, Troy Vincent, who was on, on his way to retirement when Greg Williams called him. And come on. I mean, he can take spare parts and turn it into a Maserati. Well, here, here, Here's what I say. And I, I'm a firm believer in this. And I say it all the time. Stop retreading these coaches. True, okay? true. All right, Mike McCarthy, we don't know I, – I, I don't know if he's a good coach because he had number twelve with him. So I'm not going to say he, <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and say he's the next next coming of Vince Lombardi. He had number twelve. That helps a lot. Yes, I'm man. saying go get one of these young creative minds, like you had in your hands with Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay. True. Go get somebody that understands, that's been under somebody that knows how to make adjustments, that's seen winning, a winning atmosphere. And let them come in here and let them have full reigns. Not, I I have to start this player because management says so. That's not how you build a winning team. You have to put your best 22 on the field. But now, see, the issue with that, B, is you can get a, you can find yourself a young up-and-coming assistant. But the only problem is teams are holding on to those young assistants a lot more. Because yes, they, they are. You know, this is my young assistant. I know he's a he's a a prodigy, but he's the heir apparent when this coach decides to retire. Yeah. Now, yeah. you feel the same exact way I do about retreading coaches. Now, I, I agree with you, Mike McCarthy. We don't know what kind of coach he is because he had a rod. I mean, geez, I think I could win with a rod. 
Yeah. And you know, I, you know who comes to mind, and you know, I don't know. He's probably comfortable where he is, and I know his name hasn't coming up a lot. But why not go get Carmichael, the offensive coordinator for the Saints? His name has been coming up a lot. Him and uh, the OC for uh, 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 Seattle. I can't think of his name. Okay. But um, uh, Minnesota just fired their offensive coordinator. And and, and it's, it's crazy. That's a whole other show. But that you find your offensive coordinator for. And you know what? I'm going to correct something. I know we did this on the other show. And I said it wrong. I said Kirk Cousins was 0-7 in primetime games. And it was Monday night football. He's 0-7. And so I had to – I was right about the number. I just was right about it. It was – because he's won Sunday night games, but he's not Monday night games. So – Okay. Yeah. But, uh, hey, brother, they're they going to have to figure something out. It's, they, the thing is, what's crazy is they're still in the hunt to make the playoffs. So, do you want it? That's the thing. Do you want this? Now, let me let me give you another name that, that might be out there because they've lost, I believe, six or seven in a row. Ron Rivera of Carolina. Nah, I, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm not with the retreads. I, I don't. Nah. That's not a retread. Ron Rivera, if, if you don't know, see, most people ain't old enough to remember Ron Rivera as a player. I remember Ron Rivera as a player. So... And I know he he was coached up by Buddy Ryan, Mike Dicker. So he comes from very good coaching pedigree. Now, I got a question for you. And I, I got a name in mind. But if Bruce Allen, and I keep hearing Bruce Allen tied to Oakland and going back to Oakland and, and, you know, teaming back up with John Gruden again, putting that whole Tampa thing together again. But they never – That's I'm not going to say nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> If if and when Bruce Allen is fired, who do you bring? Do you let uh, Doug Williams make all the personnel decisions, or you did you bring somebody else in with him? I would bring in a young, savvy, just like the coach. I would go get one of these young assistant GMs that's been proven, that has 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 helped build a winning culture, a winning team that has a pedigree of a high percentage of really good draft picks picking in the later rounds with production. And um, and I will go from there, man. And But the thing is, it doesn't matter who you hire. You have to take your hands off of it and let those people do their work. Right. Now, now and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, Mr. Snyder, I'm not saying that you can't you, – that's your team, your money, and you get to have a say-so in it. But you got to let the football people make the football decisions. And he's done that in recent years. You can't handcuff these people. You got to let them come in. Like, look, this is trash. It needs to go in the trash. And we got to we gotta blow this thing up and build it. That's what they say. And they say, like, look, we can work it. We got to find – we got to – it's a it's an 87 Chevy Nova, and it needs, a, it needs a new engine. The body's good, though. We're going to take it, and we're going to run with it. You know, we just got to change out the engine. Okay. But you get it and like, look, this thing's no more good. We need a whole new car. That's what it has to be. Right. So right, right now, Alex Smith's career is in jeopardy right yeah. now. And, and you, you're, anybody, anybody that's thinking that, you know, uh, uh, people are kicking him to the heat. No, it's not about football. It's bigger than football right now. It's quality of life for Alex Smith. Yeah. And, and pretty much it's. Like it's way bigger than football. Like right. we're, you know, hoping this man doesn't lose his leg. Right. So, um, 
But and, you know, as far as the GM question goes, uh, AJ Smith. But see, this is the thing though. Take AJ Smith, but do what you said. You promote from within. You get those guys, those scouts, and those young guys that 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 need to be elevated. You don't keep everybody in the same position. You start elevating within the organization. You bring AJ Smith in for three years. Get the culture right, and then when AJ Smith rides off into the sunset, you got a guy sitting right behind him. Kind of sort of what they had when Bobby Bethel was here. You had Bobby Mitchell sitting behind him. But instead of promoting Bobby Mitchell, you brung in Charlie Castle. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. Bobby Mitchell on the outside looking in, when Bobby Mitchell's a legend. And he knows how to scout. He knows how to pick players. So, you know, you can't have that situation happen again. Okay, G, we're going to wrap it up there. Um, I'm going to let go into uh, our sponsorship with the infatuation. If you haven't tried the infatuation out, make sure you uh, try the infatuation.com or their iOS or Android app available in the uh, iTunes store or Google Play. Um, definitely, uh, definitely really, really good app. If you're a foodie, you like food, you like trying new places, give them a try. I have the Apple My Phone. KG does as well. Very insightful, very tasty also. Uh, We'd like to thank Anchor for giving us the platform to have a podcast. Uh, It's just going to get better from here, ladies and gentlemen. We're taking it to new levels. And uh, we hope you enjoyed our Redskin coverage today, KG. Before take us out, let them know how they can reach us. Well... Easiest way, sidelinechunkies247 at gmail.com. Um, you want to catch us on social media, Sideline Junkies on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook, Sideline Junkies colon podcast. That's how you get a, get a hold of us. Um, and you can ask any question, what you want to debate about, what you want to talk about. If you want us to come and do a, a live show from your party and we do an open forum, let's get it. We are down to travel. Hey, and, and speaking of that, uh, you know, other podcasts that are, you know, local that, you know, want to talk some Redskins, hey, we welcome you on the show. We would love to be on your show. So just, you know, definitely reach out to us and and uh, let's make something happen. And uh, we hope you enjoyed the show today. And uh, me and KG will be back with our, uh, with our knowledge, <laughs> with some Wizards and some NBA uh, on the next podcast. So thank you for listening. I'm Brian. This is KG. And we out. Junkies out, baby. Junkies out.